Welcome back to Myths and Mysteries in Black and White with your two hosts, Ed and Josh. That's me, Ed, and Josh is my co-host. How are you, Josh? Not too bad. Well, I say not too bad after the shithole cup final we've just watched. No, no, I'm gutted about that. Fucking... <sighs> One time, I want Chelsea to fucking win. Yeah. Nah, of course they fucking don't. I just can't stand it if Liverpool win a quadruple. Nah. I'm furious. Oh, mate, because they will never shut up about it. Nah, that'd be it. But um, besides football, yeah. <laughs> we're here on the this episode uh, going to be discussing the cases of Ed Lorraine Warren as well as other demonic possessions. Yep. So, which I would is it? It's not really. A I wouldn't know. I wouldn't call it a conspiracy personally. I mean, yeah, okay, it's more truth related because I'll be talking. Quickly, for those who don't know, basically, Ed and Lorraine Warren were two, um, what do you even call them? Paranormal investigators. Yeah. And if you're a film fanatic or if you've ever seen the films The Conjuring, yeah. they are the two main characters. Yeah. So, obviously, we know films do things different to real life. Oh, yeah. They, they so, dramatised it massively. Yeah. I'm just talking about the actual events of what occurred because yeah. the majority of them, in fact, all of them, the Warrens were pretty much useless. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll be talking about the four cases that the films are based on. Right. And yeah. um, the truth of it. And then I'll go on to some other famous um, demonic possession cases yeah. as well. Yeah, I'd say with demonic possession, it's not a conspiracy. It is a mystery, though, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, so it clues in with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is your, your domain. So yeah, yeah. happy days. So. Um, with that, but as well, like, I love the Conjuring films. Oh, they're brilliant. They're, for me, they're the, they're my favourite like horror film. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Unbelievable, unbelievable. So good. Like you've seen so many other um, demonic possession based horror films, and that like you got you your got Exorcism, the ex- yeah, yeah, the Exorcist, the Exorcist even, um, which is it's just fucking brilliant. It's brilliant for its time. For its time. Yeah. Uh, but these not nah, uh, bang on it. Yeah, I think it. Uh, they, they are. I think it's because it's got more of a story to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not just like with the Exorcist. It's yeah, okay. The little girl gets possessed, mm. but then it's a case of just trying to rid the demon of her. Yeah, these yeah, yeah. is trying to figure out who the demon is, what the demon wants, and then get rid of it whilst <laughs> sorting out all this other shit yeah. along the way, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like Ed Lorraine Warren. They, I mean, Ed Ed Warren is dead down. I'm. I'm no, I think the. Are they both? Both are. I think they're oh, both are. They? are. Oh, because I, I knew Lorraine was alive like a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, she's not long died, but I'm pretty sure they are both dead now. Oh, are they? But um, and everyone's heard of Annabelle. Yeah. Which, in the films, is terrifying. Yeah. Like, they look, it looks absolutely terrifying, when actually it's a fucking raggedy it's Ando. A, yeah, it's a ragdoll, yeah. Yeah, raggedy Ando, which... Which was a I bit just... mad in the first lockdown. It went missing for three weeks. You think, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, it's like, well, where's that gone then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as well, like, you can see why in the films they changed it to like, a porcelain doll. Because them things are 
fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Porcelain dolls honestly terrify me. I don't know, though. I think I'd be just as much scared with a fucking raggedy... One of them raggedy hand dolls. Because they, they look fucked. Like, yeah. It's the big eyes and everything. But you, I imagine, think you imagine sitting there and having that... Oh, yeah. That, in yeah. that case, it'd be terrifying. But I think as well with the raggedy hand dolls, like, you picture, like, a kid cuddling it. Do you know what I yeah, mean? You don't yeah, really yeah. see many kids... Hugging a um, porcelain doll. No. <laughs> They're just fucking terrifying things. No, no, that is true. That Yeah, and they, I think they done well with that. Like, like saying with The Conjuring, they are massively dramatised. Yeah, of course they are. It's a film. But Yeah, they, I, I, did they have anything to do with, with Valak? With the nun? No. No, so no. that was just brought in for yeah, the Yeah, exactly. The same with The Crooked Man, I think. Yeah, it? well, The Crooked Man and The um, Old Man. No. Mm. No, just The Crooked Man didn't exist that's not a genuine thing yeah that yeah. is just something they is it yeah it's an urban legend oh right it i was gonna say it's not le- an actual it's... no it's an um... ur- it's an urban legend and it is a nursery rhyme yeah yeah but like it's not an actual demonic thing no do you know I what i mean like so, they no. just brought that into the film yeah 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 because the old man is because um well we'll get on to it yeah with your, with your uh notes and everything but the the actual recording of the Enfield yeah. horror was an old man, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, possessing this mm-hmm. little girl, so. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we've, we've opened it up quite well already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I love the country films, but also... They're incredible. They've made Ed Warren especially, like, a, like a decent human being. Yeah, when in reality, he was, he a, was a prick, to yeah. put it lightly. Yeah, and he, yeah, he's done some dodgy things. Yeah, which but, I will get onto as well. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, no, he is a piece of shit in real life. Well, yeah. was a piece of shit. Well, yeah, he's dead, dog. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Oh, oh Mate, he was a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. But yeah, he was a demonologist as well. Yeah. I think that was his proper title, word. Yeah. whereas the Rain Warrior was a psychic. Yeah. Well, I've got a bit of a backstory on them as well, like oh, how right, they met right, and everything. Right, okay, then. All right, then, my man. Right. Well, take her away. So... Like we said, obviously this is mainly going to be based on Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, so Lorraine Warren was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut on January 31st, 1927. And she was a well-known trans medium. So basically that means she could enter a trance or a state of consciousness to basically work in the spirit world. Right, okay. So, Bridge the gap kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like if you've ever seen... Um, What's the film? Insidious. Insidious, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how the old woman is. Oh, she's a beast, though. Oh, yeah, she's, she's a brilliant. beast. But, yeah, that's pretty much what she can yeah. do. Well, or claim to do, should we say. Right, okay. And um, so the way this worked is they um, they did this by having the spirits use uh, medium a medium's body and mind mm. to uh, create an action or a message. So she'd go into a trance and it'd be like, whatever possession demonic or whatever would like basically hop into her body right and then she'd sort of do an action that they're trying to tell or what they have done oh yeah because they did do that in the first in the film yeah, yeah yeah when she's walking around like pretend to be the guy with the shotgun yeah, in the yeah that's pretty much what it is oh right okay. it's like the spirit jumped into her body so she could see through her through, through his, her point of view yeah through there what yeah, he yeah. did ah kind of thing. right yeah 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 and she was able to do this from a very young age but she really didn't think anything of it because she thought it was just something that everyone else could do. Because oh, no. I suppose when you're young, you, do you know what I mean? If you yeah, do something yeah. weird, you're not going to think, well, that's weird. You're going to think, oh, cool, I can do this sort of thing. Almost like, I don't know, rolling your tongue. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, how some yeah, people yeah, just yeah. curve their tongue. It's like, oh, so many people can do it. 
But she realised this wasn't the case one day when she was at school at the age of 12 when a class planted a tree, a uh, tree sapling, and she claimed that when um, she planted the sapling, she could actually see it in its full growth. Mm. She said to the teacher, oh no, sorry, the nun at her school asked her, what is she doing? And she's like, oh, I can, I can see the tree, what it's going to look like. And the nun's like, well, what, can you see the future? And she just went, yeah. <laughs> so and I mean if that was a nun at a school so obviously it was a religious school they're yeah. probably thinking oh shit <laughs> sort of problem the devil is a liar yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a little brief history on Lorraine uh, Lorraine if I balls up saying this it's because it's a bit of a tongue twister Lorraine Warren <laughs> but so I'll get onto Ed Warren and Good he night. was Good born <laughs> And he was born on September 7th, 1926, also in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Fucking hell, he's got the same birthday as me. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> I am a demonologist. <laughs> nah. Just don't want to be tied in with the rest of the stuff. Yeah, no, no, no <laughs> fuck that. Well, Ed actually grew up in a haunted house. And he claims that when he was five, he saw his first spirit or ghost, or whichever mm-hmm. you want to call him. Which, actually, before I get on, what do you think... When you some people say a spirit and some people say a ghost, what do you know what I mean? Like, what do you? I've never think? really thought that much of it. I always thought like it they meant like the same thing. Yeah, but um, what I've what I've seen, what I've heard, and everything like a spirit is your soul, pretty much. Yeah, but it's it's not. It's like you can't see it. Yeah, yeah, There's exactly. A ghost, where a ghost, a ghost is, you know, can. which I have to admit, if I off the top of my head, I, I I think I believe more in a spirit than I do a ghost. Right. Okay. Like a ghost, I just picture. I don't exactly picture Casper, but do you know what I mean. I picture yeah, yeah. you know, ooh, spooky, all that sort of shit. Yeah. You can see it plain as day. Where I think a spirit, it has to latch onto a host or right. something, or like if something moves, kind of thing, or you hear footsteps or anything along them sort of lines. Right. I more class that as a spirit than an actual thing that you can see. Right. Okay. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some people ca- can see spirits or have claimed to see spirits, but it's not crystal clear do you know what i mean like no. an outlined image sort but of thing but you see like some like pictures of what have been taken and that like um i think that was to do with the warrants with the like the little boy who's like poking his head around the door yes i know what when you mean but there was no child no there. and you see that you think Fuck but then again i think that i class that more of a, as a spirit right okay. i think a ghost in my opinion is like how we're sitting here and we just see do you know what i mean like a Somebody walk past us, clear as day. Right, okay. It's okay. Like, that's what I'd more class as a ghost. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, at the age of five, Ed Warren claimed to have seen a spirit or a ghost. And it was actually the dead lad lady of the house that died the previous year. Right. And it was after this that he began to start having dreams of dead relatives that would visit, uh, that would visit him. One of which apparently told him that he would go on to help many priests but would never become a priest himself, which in the film is what happens. Mm. He's sort of works, they work with the church, don't they? But yeah. he never himself Becomes priest, was actually yeah. a qualified priest or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what led him to become a paranormal investigator. Mm. Now, the pair met in 1944 when Ed was working as an usher at a movie theatre where Lorraine and her mum frequently went to. Right, okay. And sooner or later, the pair ended up <coughs> marrying and like, yeah. getting together and all that. And it was actually, and they were actually um, planning to support themselves financially by selling art, which they were both really good at. Oh, right. Because again, in the film, 
He paints yeah. that picture of Valak, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. were actually stupidly good artists. Yeah, because, oh, that bit always freaks me out. Because when the hands, like, crawl round. Crawl round it, it you just, yeah. Because like, you see the shadow, like, go around the wall, don't you, before it gets it, to the yeah. picture. You're like, uh-oh. Yeah, no, that bit always freaks me out. Yeah. Which I find them sort of things more creepy than just an average jump scare. Yeah, yeah, Instead yeah, of, yeah. like, the old turn around, there's no one there, you look back, you turn around again, and it's there. Because yeah. it's so predictable. Where something like that, where it's slowly moving, you see it coming, yeah, and, and then, then it goes for you. Saying that, though, I remember when I first watched Insidious, and you know where she looks, nothing there, looks again, it's the red, dark, Behind, yeah. dark wall looking. Yeah. My eyes shit. Yeah, that, that was good. Which, actually, the guy in that is the same guy who acts Ed Warren, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name. Is it Joseph Patrick? Pa- Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, that's yeah, it. Yeah, because he's also an Aquaman, isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. Mm. Um, was it? Yeah, so they... um, We're going to sell paintings, and they were actually wanted to paint and sell pictures of haunted houses. Right. And this is where it all started, because this led them to... Um, is what led them on the path to become a paranormal... Uh, activity i want to say paranormal <laughs> investigator because they would paint the front of a house that they researched to find out if it was haunted they would then knock on the door and ask if the residents wanted the picture and if they said yes they would then ask what's happening in the house and if they um were interested in painting a picture of the entire house whilst investigating mm. so this is where that all started coming from right. and they traveled around the entire country doing this yeah, for yeah. about five years and then it was in 1952 they created the New England Paranormal Research Headquarters, which is the first and the oldest paranormal research organization in the US. Is and it still, it's still running to this it? day. Oh, right. Who's running that now? God knows, maybe the kids or something, yeah, or unless yeah. the kids sold it or something. Yeah, but if I couldn't imagine if the kid was to sell it, them selling it just to any Donny. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because it was a parents life's work yeah yeah. so you yeah. wouldn't just exactly want to sell it it's like oh yeah it's now going to become a subway do you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> so ed and uh, lorraine created this to help document their cases and this led them to create the museum that you see in the films yeah and this is where they would collect items or any sort of like memorabilia for lack of a better word from their cases knickknacks yeah knickknacks <laughs> and this ultimately ultimately led them to some of their biggest cases yeah so this is where i'll start getting on to some of the films ones so i think the obvious one we've already mentioned to start off with is annabelle yeah 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 so like you said annabelle was actually not a portion doll but was a raggedy ann doll Mm. and her well her backstory its backstory whatever in 1970 a woman gave her daughter deirdre the doll on her 28th birthday why she's getting dolls at 28, I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's fucking tapped. Right? Yeah. Deirdre lived with her roommate in an apartment uh, building and claimed multiple times that they saw the doll move on its own. And people were just like shrugging right. them off like, yeah. Yeah, but moving thing. on its own, it could have been just an arm movement. Yeah. It's not like running, like scuttling across No. The, uh, I think the only thing that creeped me out in them sort of cases is if it was laying flat and then it sat up. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Or it's head moving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this led them to contact a medium who ended up performing a seance on the doll and apparently discovered that the doll was hosting a spirit called Annabelle. Right. Uh, Annabelle Higgins was actually her full name. I just saw this because Annabelle and Raggedy Ann doll and short for Annabelle. Yeah, no, it's a, actually, because I don't actually know what the doll itself was called. Raggedy like, Ann. Well, no, but I think Raggedy Ann, in that 
where this stemmed from. Why no. they were called Raggedy Ann's. No, they've always been called Raggedy Ann's. Were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just a bit of a weird coincidence then. Yeah. Raggedy Ann. <laughs> and the woman's called Annabelle Higgins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was a girl who was murdered near their apartment building and the spirit was apparently lonely and sensed kindness with Deirdre and her friend. Mm. And this is what led her to possessing the doll and even asking the two girls if they would make her part of their home, which the girls agreed to. And even going beyond that, they even started to treat the doll like a real person. Oh, fucking it. So you're just asking for trouble yeah, at this yeah. point, ain't you? But this is obviously when it started getting a bit weird. Because the girls kept hearing knocking out of nowhere and the rooms would suddenly get really cold for no reason. Mm. And one night when they came home, they discovered that Annabelle was just standing in the middle of the hallway just waiting for them. Which is weird when you Mate. remember a Raggedy Ann doll. It's like a floppy doll, isn't it? Yeah. It's not able to do I'd that have shit. A fucking good run up. Oh, innit? I'll Johnny Wilkinson yeah. punt that fucker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Piss that, off, Ghost. Yeah, that, that little fucker will get yeeted in it. out the fucking window. <laughs> I ain't having that now. Now, one of the girls, um, I think it wasn't Deirdre, I think it was her mate. They really? don't actually say her name, but. She was engaged to a bloke and they suggested, the bloke suggested that they get rid of the doll and even suggested burning it. Mm. And it was that night, apparently, he had a dream that Annabelle was standing above him and trying to strangle him. (laughs) When he woke up, he apparently threw the doll and yelled at it, which is when he then realised he had seven long scratches around his body. Right. Right, right. right. Deep this. Right, fucking... (laughs) You're like, because like, I'm guessing like his girlfriend was with him. Yeah. Right. He, she, you're lying there and everything. And all of a sudden you wake up, see, seeing your boyfriend chucking this raggedy hand <laughs> across the room, start having a fucking full blown <laughs> argument with it. Like, what the fuck you think you know, <laughs> mate? Get off me, you bitch! <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and then like, seeing the scratches and everything, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but like, it would be just that moment, just lying there, just looking up, and he's fucking yeeting this. <laughs> Dragging <laughs> the hand down, starting a full blown argument with it. <laughs> <They're> fucking slack! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking swanton bombing off the bed onto it. <laughs> Motherfucker! Fuck this, carry on. Go on then. Paracross compels this, dickhead. Fuck you know. But, yeah, so apparently he woke up with seven scratches around him. Right. Which. It's a bit of him there because it's like, if he had a dream that the doll was trying to strangle him. Yeah, Why's it got scrap? Ah, uh, yeah, trying like get off me, bitch. Sort yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the doll, the, the girls also kept getting creepy messages on parchment paper, which neither of them owned. Didn't have any parchment paper in the house. So right, just kept so getting creepy messages. Right, on so it. Annabelle in this raggedy and doll has been able to go up, go to like their nearest shop, yeah. buy some parchment paper, yeah. and the, the cashier's like, "Oh, you're right, mate. Yeah, what you saying? That's what you saying, bro. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Take him up, and then started. <laughs> They don't have hands. No. So well, it's got a fucking two fucking yeah, things it? together. Right? <laughs> nah, bollocks. Fucking what? Just a, just, imagine being the cashier. Imagine just in this scenario being the cashier though. Just walking up with just a little raggedy hand doll. Da, da, da. It's my passion paper. It's like, oh, this will be so much. Oh, shit, dude. Take card, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It'll like, be a late night one, won't it? Because it's got, not going to be during the day. Well, no. It's so a late night. They're, <laughs> they're there and they think they're tripping off their fucking nut. <laughs> 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 what the fuck is going on? Fuck you know. But this is when the Warrens first come into the story. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> because this would actually be their first major case. Is it? 
Mm. And the Warrens uh, were apparently horrified when they found out that the girls had been treating the doll like a normal person. Mm. Because obviously, um, they reckon from their point of view that the demon was acting like this Annabelle Higgins. And it's like, oh, love me, blah, blah, blah. When it turns out it was a demon being a prick. Which makes sense. If all this thing is true, what it's yeah, done, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would make sense. And you're sort of like just helping it along do you know what i mean being all friendly and that to it yeah i just i'd just love to say that like in a film or so just like just being from the girl's point of view just getting seen <laughs> what are you doing fucking fuck off <laughs> <laughs> what, are you what are you having a go at the fucking doll <laughs> just trying to kill me you <laughs> bastard are you sure <laughs> yeah but the thing is right he woke up and the raggedy hand doll weren't actually like on top of him though was it well, it must have been for him to pick up and throw it. It no, must have been like, on the bed right, or something. That's what I'm thinking, right? It's probably on a chair, like, near the fucking bed. He's got up. <laughs> looks at it and went, right. <laughs> Picks it up and then throws it. <laughs> like, it's, if it was on top of him actually strangling him, right, fair enough. Yeah. You could understand that. You imagine her waking up and seeing him get out of bed, walking <laughs> over to a chair, just start having a full-blown argument with just shouting at this raggedy hand doll, picking it up and then yeeting it, like, <laughs> oh, kicking the fuck out of it. You think, oh my God, I have got to get rid of him. Yeah, <laughs> he's tapped. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Or if it's like in a different room or something, he's like, right. Yeah, like, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> go kick the fuck out of Annabelle. <laughs> fucking hell. And the Warrens um, actually performed an exorcism on the house, the girls and their partners. And they tried to do one on the doll, but it was apparently too powerful, so they decided to take it with them. Right. Because obviously it's locked up in there. Sort yeah, of the yeah, same yeah. Thing, isn't it? yeah, because it always says they don't look directly at, at it. it. Yeah. During the drive home, the car apparently kept breaking down, and Ed almost fatally crashed the car seven times, and it only stopped after they splashed the doll with holy water. Nah. He's just fucking tired. Yeah, he's gone on probably, a long yeah. journey. And he's like there, and he, right, yeah. But you gotta think, right? They try to do this exorcism on this doll, yeah. And it's apparently this powerful thing. You're driving. You're not gonna be like chilled out, got fucking Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, the radio, yeah. Are you? You're gonna be there, like, what the fuck? You know? Constantly looking like, yeah. Fucking, if I, is it moving? Is it moving? Is it moving? Yeah. Oh no, there's fucking lorry in the yeah, way. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's a bit hard to believe. Yeah, exactly. And when they got home, the paranormal stuff didn't calm down. And even a priest who was a family friend claimed to have been terrorised by the doll. <laughs> this is when the Warrens decided to put the doll... No, please. <laughs> no, don't do it. No. <laughs> I'm a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is when the Warrens decided to put the doll in a separate room behind a glass cabinet and had it blessed by a priest once a week. Yeah, they still do that. Yeah, they, they still they? do yeah, that. Yeah. So even though it went missing for two weeks, so. yeah, exactly. Where did right. it go? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, how did it get out? Right. Yeah. Where did, they didn't. I don't think I've ever heard where it's where. I think it was still in the house actually. Yeah, where they found it. Like, could you imagine that? You just go down like doing your little bits and that, like because they've probably like done yeah. or whatever. And look, like do your little quick little side eye thing and then fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. She's not in there. <laughs> Hey, Annabelle's gone again! Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. But, yeah, like we said, it gets blessed once a week. Whether, you know, all that story's true or not, oh. I don't know. That's just what they're claiming. Right. But that kind of leads to the Amityville haunting. Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. is what the first Conjuring film is based on. Yeah, because they kind of like mix them two together, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. They, um... 
yeah, Annabelle was in it, but they mm. sort of used. I can't even remember why they used Annabelle in the film. Actually, I thought it was more Amityville was at the start, and then they brought like Annabelle into it. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I ain't seen that film in a long. No, because Courtney gets pissed off at me, right? Because the second one's my favourite. Yeah, by far. I love that one. Yeah. And I remember it was one, like the first year it came out. I, I, I think I watched it like seven or eight times. Yeah. Like in a space like not very long. And she got so fed up with it. Every time I was going to put it on, she'd have, well, not have a go at me, but like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it, because you know that song, the Hark the Herald Angel Sings? That glory to the Yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched it with my mum. And then she was going to sleep. So I turned the TV on, put that song on full blast. She shit herself. Like, what the fuck? I was dying. She's like, fucking cunt, turn that off. I was like, it ain't me, it's Valak, mate. <laughs> I have a habit of doing that with films. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I fucking know. Right. Right, now you fucking mentioned it. I've got to say about it, right? If you haven't, there's a film called The Visit where it's two kids, they go and see their grandparents. Yeah. Well, supposed to be grandparents. Yeah. And the film is it's really good. It's quite scary. But there's a bit in it. It's quite. I think it's quite like a meme now, isn't it? Like, can you get in my oven? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, what do you mean going, oh, yeah, for? Right. <laughs> it's got a few jump scares in it. You know, afterwards, there was me, Josh, and a few others. I need to go to the toilet. And he had downstairs, he's got a downstairs toilet. So I went to the toilet, not thinking, I'll come out and just doing my, like, my flies and that up. And I just turned around to Josh standing there with a pink hammer. <laughs> That's what got me. But then he, while he's got that, he went, like, Do you want to get in my oven? I screamed <laughs> like a bitch. And fe- I threw my hands up in the air. I was, I was like, bah! and then it, it fell on the knees. Your legs just buckled. Yeah. I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I hit the deck. <laughs> oh, oh, then so I, honestly, I, knew, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I'm just laying there oh. like, what the fuck? And he's just pissing himself. Oh, but what nothing... got me, it was a pink hammer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get in my oven. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, I don't scare that easily, usually. No. But for some reason, that fucking got me. Oh, God. That got me, like, fuck. <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know what. I just love scaring people. I think it's so funny. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> I don't think the visit's a patch on fucking country person. No, not even a remote But it's good, it's a good film. The twist in it. The twist was, in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Really yeah. good, but... It was the... Oh, when he... When he smeared shit all over his face. Oh, God. Yeah, and he was a massive germaphobe as well, weren't yeah, he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Oh, he just goes, he just taps me. He just yeah, goes, oh yeah, he kills him the fridge door, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he just goes <laughs> mental at him. I was like, go on, boy. Fuck you know. Yeah, and the nan just has a thing of getting bollock naked and yeah, fucking running about. Yeah, cra- like crawling. Yeah, nah, she freaked She was weird. Honestly, she would get a sharp kick in the teeth. It was the bit where they were playing hide and seek under the under house. Under the house. And the, the camera turns and it's just her like sort of gorilla running towards yeah, her. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is that? But they did not need to put it in where she turned around and fucking ass is hanging out. They did not need no, to put that no, in. No, that was a, no. <laughs> that was unnecessary. Because that actress is probably a very sweet old woman. Yeah. And she's had to... Oh. <laughs> Nah, I can't. Nah, fucking hell. 
But yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> st- I've still got you back for that. No, I'm dreading when you do, though. That's oh, the thing. Yeah, okay, okay. You was planning on it. Yeah, I was. When yeah. we went uh, for our mate Stag uh the caravan park. Yeah. And anyone who knows me knows there's two things that frighten me more than anything in this world, and that is spiders and clowns. Oh, yeah! And you and the two this. mates... We're gonna. You was, what was it? One was gonna be in front of me because I was asleep at this point. No, no, we were all three of us was gonna be like by bed. Yeah, yeah, all wearing all clown masks to wake me up. But then I th- then like talked about. It, I thought that nah, if Josh fucking just goes mad, oh, just beats. Us Honestly, all up. that is the one situation I really don't know what I'd do. Whether I'd curl in a ball and cry, or just go guns blazing swinging. I yeah. really don't know. Yeah, no, I think. But no, nah, fuck clowns. Clowns terrify me. Because <laughs> they used to terrify me. Well. I still do. When I was a kid, yeah, I think went to. I think it was when we went to Disneyland Paris or mm-hmm. or some holiday park. And um, when we were there, they had a clown. I'm, I was scared of clowns. I was only like fucking three or four. Or yeah, something like that. and I went. I went under the table to get yeah. away from it. The fucking thing come under the table nah, with me. Nah, it come, mate. You can imagine what my dad was like. Yeah, she went mental. Oh, Who mate. the fuck you think you are, you little cunt? Get the <laughs> fuck away from Patty Telly. Don't fucking like you. Oh, <laughs> mate. Honestly, I've never shit myself because you imagine you're there and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, just like, under my chair. Yeah, like, just like please don't. Please. Then all of a sudden, his hair like right in my fuck face. Nah. I was like, fucking hell. Nah, I'd have pissed my pants. Yeah. But I think I did. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. It's actually my mum and Nan's fault that I'm frightened of clowns. I, bl- I blame them. Yeah. Because um, I think I've told you this before, but I'll say it for the listeners. Basically, uh, went to a McDonald's once when I, I must have been about four or five at the time. No, a little Josh. Yeah. It was for my birthday, actually. It was like, oh, come on, we'll take the McDonald's. Where Little boy, birthday, McDonald's, you think? I'm, I'm king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went there and it was, um, no, it wasn't my birthday. That's a lie. It was around Easter time. Because there was an Easter Bunny mascot in there, like giving out mm. like chocolate eggs to people and that, yeah, yeah. and I was buzzing like because I was like further away from it, and I'm like Bunny, 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 <laughs> and I'm waiting for this bunny to come over to me, and next thing you know, this fucking hand just touches my shoulder, and I turn around to the worst, terrifying-looking <laughs> Ronald McDonald I've ever seen. It is honestly, if you picture Ronald McDonald as a heroin addict, <laughs> that's what it looked like, because it was bloody hot, I remember. So the makeup was sweating and everything. And I turned around, and it's just looking over at my shoulder at me going, hello, since I screamed the house down. Didn't get my Happy Meal. I was fuming. They had to leave because I couldn't calm down. I was screaming the fucking house down. Okay. They had to actually take me home and we had to go to the next McDonald's drive-thru because I would not go back in the building. <laughs> and ever, ever since then, I have been petrified of clans because of that fucking shitty Ronald McDonald. Fair enough, fair enough. Fucking prick. Oh, Speaking of like childhood traumas, right? Fucking, um, when I was a kid, there used to be an, like, a TV advert yeah. of um, hair gel. Right? Yeah. And it was with a gorilla. And the gorilla, like, the man like, fell asleep. And, the, and the, the gorilla, like, used him as, like, a fucking mop and everything like that. Right. But it was a bit at the end. He's like, He does his hair with his gel and everything. And he lo- and, like, looks at the gorilla, like, proper, like, that horrified look. Goes, like, <gasps> like that. That used to terrify me. <laughs> right. Every time, if I was downstairs with my sister and my mum, because my nan would be working nights. Yeah. If I was downstairs and that advert come on, I'd hide behind the couch. Fucking hell. My sister and my mum, my own mother... <laughs> Dragged me 
from behind the couch and they'd be like holding my head. <laughs> right, it's like childhood trauma, really. Jesus Christ. And made me... thing is, though, I didn't close my eyes. <laughs> no. So I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I could have just closed my eyes, but no, I'm like that, 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 that screaming, like crying, oh. like, let me go, let me go. And they're like, they're like pissing themselves. Like, nah, this is, <laughs> this is too good. Like getting me in a fucking head block. Like, come on, you're Watch watching it. it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. That's probably oh. what stemmed my interest for Bigfoot, though. You never know. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> they might have actually done you a favour. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'll do it. I feel you. Yeah. yeah, fucking... Oh. But can you remember like, a few years ago with the clown... When it came out, the, they had that clown phase. Fucking... I refused to go out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I remember that, actually. But in a way, I wish I kind of, like, saw one. I would have kicked the living yeah, shit out of it. Pretty much for that reason. Yeah, free... I would have yeah. broken that fucker's face. I remember I saw a video and it was a bloke. He had he bought a uh, six pack of Budweisers. Yeah, and he said it, uh, he's walking along and he said, "Oh, look at this fucker!" And they'd say this clown, and he he starts drinking one, and he went, oh, "I've had enough that." Chuck yeets the <laughs> bottle at it and just chasing this clown's bolting it. This guy needs a knighthood. <laughs> yeah. fuck clowns, honestly. <laughs> Just yeah, how he dress went. up as a clown, you're a scumbag, and I hate you. It's just how he went. Ah, oh, I'm bored now. He <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> you like, you goddamn motherfucker. And oh, then just starts chasing honestly, down the oh, fucking road. I was rope bust on that. Oh, fucking, oh, mate. Because they've gone, a like, few of them have gone like, right far with it. Like, yeah, uh, bringing like, knives out and chasing people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking wrong Scumbag. Piece of shit. I hate you. <laughs> I warn anyone now, friends, family, or any avid listener, you come up to me dressed as a clown, and I promise you, I will drive you into the ground like a fucking tempeg. Honestly, I will I go Conor McGregor on you. I, I kind of want to say it. <laughs> I will not stop. I will have to be shot in the neck with a fucking tranquilizer dart to stop me from hurting you. Oh, I kind of want to say it. <laughs> I just want to see how, how bad you actually get. I, will, I won't stop. I won't, I'll probably shit myself at first, and then go for you. Yeah. Look, that. You know yeah. what? Fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, back on track. Yeah. So, as I said, this uh, next and the Rain Warren case brings on to the Amityville Horton, which is mm. what the first Conjuring film is about. Yeah. So, this is the true story of it. <clears throat> a rural house in Rhode Island was built in 1736, and it said this house had said to have, have had um, many names over the years. Mm. But in... Um, and then uh, 1971, it was purchased by the Perrin family, mm. and the house at the time was known as the Old Arnold Estate. And in January 1971, Roger and Carolyn Perrin, along with their five daughters, Andrea, April, Christine, Cindy, and Nancy, moved into the house. And at first, everything was fine. However, Roger and Carolyn never forgot the final words said to them by the man who sold them the house. And that was to leave the lights on at night. So no matter what you do, just leave the lights on at night. And they just threw it off to the fact that during the 1970s, it was a mad um, serial killer and crime spree in yeah, the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just threw it off to that so it makes it look like there's someone up kind of thing. <laughs> now things eventually started getting weird with when the house started creaking and certain items were frequently going missing. And Carolyn would also find small piles of dirt in the centre of the kitchen floor, despite the fact that it was only, that it was only thoroughly cl- uh, cleaned a few hours earlier. Right. And they didn't have a dog or a cat or anything, so that wasn't dragging it in. No. Um, 
The kids also experienced paranormal activity, especially the eight-year-old daughter, Cindy, who claimed to have heard a menacing voice in the room that, um, in her room, that whispered over and over again that there are seven dead soldiers in the walls. I think they did, like, pull back the walls or, like, demolish mm. them. There, there wasn't. Right. But she just kept hearing the same voice saying the same thing. And they kind of eventually got used to the spirits because none of them was at, actually getting harmed or anything like that. And they mm. just thought it was not necessarily a friendly ghost, but do you know what I mean? If it's yeah. only just moving stuff and bringing little bits of dirt here, there's nothing really to no, it's, it's, As a matter yeah. of fact, the little girls started to find the spirit friendly and started calling it Manny. Manny. <laughs> so fucking hell. <laughs> it's when you know right you imagine i'm gonna be doing this quite a bit yeah you're the dad yeah you're coming downstairs so your daughter your eight-year-old daughter is there i'm playing with me matt i i'll be like nah fuck this you say that um my house we think it's haunted and what? i've actually named the spirit chardonnay because, <laughs> because, hell. because I remember once we was watching, no, I think it was the same time we watched the visit. Can't you remember we thought my little sister come down the stairs and went back up? Yeah. And it yeah, turns out yeah, she yeah. was at my nan's that night. Yeah. And my brother wasn't, at, my brother was out and my mum was out because that's mm. why I had all you guys around to watch a film. So Fuck we yeah, I do remember that now actually. And as well. Yeah, because me, me and. Me, you and I, mate, fucking kept, like, we kept looking at me. Yeah. Honestly, that was saying, the... like, Liv, are you coming in or what? And yeah. it was when my mum came back, I was like, oh, Liv kept running up and down the stairs. And mum's like, Liv's at your nan's. I was like, what the fuck did that then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because your dog was with us. Yeah. Yeah, so it weren't her. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do remember that as, now. As well, a few other things. Um, we done me and a couple of my mates done a Ouija board on the back of a pizza box oh fuck yeah I remember that right I've, I've finished work and I thought I'll go see what Josh is doing they're saying hello Hank because we had a group chat yeah and like, oh, they're all there now I'll go see them for a bit and I'll go up there and they're fucking with this pizza box <laughs> making a Ouija board for what earth have I've come into yeah I was like are you sh- are you really doing this I was like yeah you could do it and I don't fuck with Ouija no boards. yeah I do not fuck with them because <clears throat> there's there's some things it like, I, I like to think there are spirits about. Yeah. But I think, like, yeah, there's stuff you don't fuck with. Yeah. Because I've heard so many stories. Yeah. How truly, I don't know, but where people have done Ouija boards yeah. and shit's happened, I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. I ain't fucking I mean, the one thing that I've always heard come of Ouija boards is you have to close it. You have yeah. to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Even if like, you don't get in any movement, you have to say goodbye because it leaves it open. Because that's actually the premise of the second Conjuring film, isn't it? They did a Ouija board and they didn't close it. And that's when the spirit started coming through. No, it's not. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, the girl and her sister did a Ouija board. And then the mum come in, so they quickly ran into bed and didn't close the board off. Fucking hell. It's been a little while since I've seen it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I can't remember that. But, um, yeah, as we were saying, we made a shitty Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was moving. Whether one of them was pushing it or pulling it, I don't know. So I be- can ha- can't honestly say, hand on heart, I was not moving that. No. And I asked the other two, yeah, like, on their own, and they was like, no, I didn't. No. So whether was it was like, legit no, or I, not, you know. I don't know. But what is creepy is that we burnt it. And there's even a picture of it, of us holding it half burnt. Yeah. And then it was a few months afterwards, We, I was cleaning my room out, and we found it behind my wardrobe. Yeah, I remember you saying. So, 
and again, we burnt it. So how the fuck that ended up there, I don't know. Uh-huh. Do you think, right, to be honest, do you think it could have been like your mum or your brother who said, just play play? What, made on another you? one? Yeah. Maybe. I wouldn't put it past my brother. No. I wouldn't put it past him. No, so I could, I, yeah, I could imagine yeah. doing that. And another thing as well, um, again, I thought it was my sister, where, because where upstairs bedroom is, mm. you got my sister's like sort of joining onto it and there's a landing mm. in between the two. And I kept hearing her running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm trying to get to sleep to the point I kept shouting, Liv, won't you stop fucking running? And then when I went into her room, because I heard it again, and she was dead asleep. And it weren't my mum, because my brother's bedroom is downstairs, so it mm. wouldn't have been him. And it weren't my mum, because she was asleep. Mm. So again, what the fuck was making that noise? And it yeah. weren't the dog either, because she was in my brother's room. So, again, whether my house is actually haunted or not, I don't know. But in saying that as well, my um, great-granddad, when he passed... We got his chair that he sat in it all the time. And that ended up in uh, my mum's bedroom. And this was when my sister was only roughly starting to talk. And she was apparently mumbling and jumbling, looking at this chair. And my mum went, who are you talking to? She's like, oh, granddad. And bearing in mind, she's never seen him because my granddad died six or seven years before she was born. Fucking hell. So she's never she's never even seen a picture of him. Yeah. And to test this theory, what we did, we found an old picture of um I think it was a uh, my mum's wedding. And so I've, obviously I weren't even born then. Uh. No, yes that's a lie, I was born. Um and she's going, Oh Liv, who's this? Dunno. Dun- who's this? Dunno. Who's this? Dunno. Who's that? Granddad. Huh. Never seen him before. Uh. But she knew that was a granddad and apparently she spoke to him in that chair. So the next day, <laughs> my mum got me to move the chair into the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we ain't having any of that shit. All right, yeah, you say that, right? You're there sitting there having a shit or having a bath. Yeah. And you've got some, your granddad just sitting there staring at you and you can't see him. I'd be shocked. Oh, I'd be fucking terrified. But yeah. like you said, I can't see him, so. <laughs> but yeah, whether my house is haunted or not, I always make it a joke. Like when we hear a bang or something, it's like, oh, Chardonnay's at it again. But... <laughs> And we, we've even tried the bollocks, you know. Is there anyone here making noise? Nothing's ever happened, but... To be fair, like, because at some point, we, me and you wanted to start doing investigations. Yeah. Start doing, like, paranormal investigations, stuff like that. And um, when we get, like, the EMF readers, yeah. the spirit boxes, stuff like that, yeah, we'll have to do your Yeah, your fucking place. do, right? I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a good, that'd be a good one, actually. Yeah, because things like that always fascinate me more than they terrify me. Yeah. That's why I'm so keen to do a Ouija board because it's oh, not the no. fear side, it's just normal fascination side. I just yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does it is it legit? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't fuck with that. Yeah. Nah. You can fight someone else to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the haunted stuff, yeah, definitely is one that I'm more didn't, than happy. Um, Ellie's partner, L, didn't don't she want to do one? I think she does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember you lot was talking about yeah. it. So yeah. L, if you're listening, we're doing a Ouija board. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah, I will not be there. <laughs> Oh, I might be there, but I ain't fucking doing it. No. But then my luck, I'm the fucker who gets possessed or something. Like, yeah, probably. My luck. <laughs> like, no, 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 you don't want to do that, mate. You don't want to piss him <laughs> off and everything. We'll have him. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back on the um, Amityville Horton. So like I said, the girls started thinking the spirit was friendly and calling it Manny. Well, later on, this is when apparently a few evil ones started to appear. Because instead of moving stuff, they were smashing things. Mm. They were um, apparently smashing the windows. And um, one of the uh, evil spirits 
was apparently a woman in a grey dress with her head hanging off that apparently stood at the edge end of uh, Roger and Carolyn's bed and kept saying, get out, I'll make, or I'll make you leave soon enough with death and gloom. <laughs> and this is when the couple started to actually research the house. And they discovered that the house had previously been held by eight generations of the same family and many of them died in strange or horrible circumstances. Yeah. <clears throat> the parents were ultimately forced to stay in the house after, though, basically because they spent too much of their money buying it and couldn't afford to relocate. Right. Even if they sold the house, they couldn't just afford to move somewhere else. Mm. And this is where the context of the film starts to come into it because when the house was... The house was haunted by the most sinister spirit of the lot of them. And this was a woman called Bathsheba Sherman, Mm -hmm. who is the main villain in the Conjuring film. Yeah. Now, the real Bathsheba Sherman was born on in 1812 in Rhode Island. And she married a man called Judson Sherman in Connecticut in 1944. What a name. Judson. Judson Sherman. (laughs) They had a son in, 19, in 1849 called Herbert. Herbert Sherman. Herbert Sherman, isn't it? You're just asking for the kid to get bullied. And the local town, actually, uh, people thought Bathsheba was a witch or practising in dark arts. And they felt their suspicion was confirmed when a baby mysteriously died in her care. Oh, right. The autopsy of the body proved that the skull of the baby was pierced by something long and sharp, with many believing it was done with a large sewing needle as part of a uh, satanic ritual. Right. Now, many believe that Bathsheba and Judson had three more kids, and that all three were killed by Bathsheba as a sacrificial offering to the devil. (laughs) She died in 1885, and nobody knows how. It was just one minute she's there, next she's dead. She weren't found, like, in a mysterious way or anything. She was just dead. Right. But was her body found? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. I, 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 get, I don't know how it was found or where it was found. Right. <clears throat> if you could let us know. If you, if you know, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Her spirit was apparently responsible, like I said, for uh, smashing up the windows in the house and objects being launched across the room instead of just being moved. Yeah, yeah. And she was particularly horrible to Carolyn, constantly hurting and tormenting her to the point of exhaustion. Mm. And obviously, in the film, she does the same thing. Yeah, and she yeah. ends up possessing Carolyn. That's in the film. right. Yeah. Well, in real life, this is where the Warrens started to get involved. After a family friend of the parents contacted them. And they determined that the spirit annoying them was, in fact, Bathsheba. And claimed that she had murdered her own daughter in an offering to Satan and then hung herself. So that she could remain on the property haunting it forever. Which is what she does in the film. Yeah, yeah, next to the lake. Yeah, 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 because the woman's like hanging the washing there and then she sees the spirit of yeah, like, hanging, the doesn't she? Yeah. Well, unlike the films, the Warrens apparently <coughs> were fucking useless. Oh, right. And actually, the haunting and tormenting was worse when they was around. And it didn't stop until Roger actually threw the Warrens out and banned them from investigating the house. <laughs> So, obviously, in the film, you know, they do the whole ritual and save the, save family, the yeah. day and all that. But, no, apparently, it was worse when they was around. So, they was like, nah, get the fuck out. You ain't coming Before back. For the parents, weren't there a family and the son, kill, like, the son killed them all? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think that's where the... Because um, the start of it. Yeah. I think that's where the idea of the whole 
where they got their idea from was the whole well, the seven soldiers in the wall sort of thing. I think that's where that sort of comes into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's at a family and the son got up at ten past three. Yeah. And yeah, just started. Yeah, just yeah. shot them all up. Yeah, which would make sense as well if it was owned. Uh, previously owned by eight generations of the same family and they all died in weird circumstances yeah or strange circumstances do you know what i mean it, it would make sense but the parents left the house in 1980 after finally being able to sell it mm. and um it was i can't remember who it was bought by but they've come out and said they haven't had anything happen as of yet right so whether it's true or not i don't know it was done by um, Ronald DeFeo Jr. Mm-hmm. He uh, he killed his father, his mother, his two brothers, and two sisters. Uh, in in that house, I think it's that house because that's what the um, like the film Amityville Horror. Yeah, is that's where it's, about. Yeah, because yeah. they did the uh, the new the, it was uh, um it was a two thousand five and uh, Ryan Reynolds was in it. Yes. Um. Oh fucking hell! I've seen it. I just can't think what happens in the end. I think they just. I think they just move out. Was there? I thought there was some twist or something at the end of it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they just move out because you you only see like the demon once, don't you, in the bathroom? Yes. 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 Yeah, and then he starts getting like right mad and everything. Like yeah, that, and they just fuck off. Yeah. Around 6.30pm on November 13th, 1974, 23-year-old DeFeo entered Henry's Bar in Amityville, Long Island, New York, and declared, you've got to help me, I think my mother and father are shot. DeFeo and a small group of people went to 112 Ocean Avenue, is that it? I think it might be, yeah. Yeah. Which was located near the bar and found that DeFeo's parents were dead inside the house. One of the group, DeFeo's friend, Joe Yeswit, made an emergency call to the Suffolk County Police Department, who searched the house and found that six members of the family were dead in their beds. The victims were Ronald Jr.'s parents, Ronald Sr., Louise DeFeo, and his four siblings, Dawn, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. All of the victims had been shot with a 35 caliber lever-action Marlin 336C rifle. So it weren't like the... Sh- because she used shotgun in country, yeah. didn't she? Yeah. Around three o'clock in the morning of that day, the DeFeo parents had both been shot twice while the children had all been killed with single shots. Physical evidence suggests that Louise DeFeo and her daughter, Alison, were both awake at the time of their deaths. Obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Suffolk County Police, the victims were all found lying face down in bed. The DeFeo family had occupied 112 Ocean Avenue since purchased it in 1965. The six victims were later buried in a nearby uh, St. Charles Cemetery in Farmingdale. Ronald DeFeo Jr., also known as Butch, was the eldest son of the family and its lone surviving member. He was taken to the local police station for his own protection after suggesting to police officers at the scene of the crime that the killers had been carried out by, the, by a mob hitman, mm-hmm. Lou, Louis Fellaini. However, an interview at the station soon exposed <coughs> serious inconsistencies in this version of the events. The following day, he confessed to carrying out the killings themselves. 
and Fellini, the alleged hitman, had an alibi proving he was out of state at the time of the killings. DeFeo told detectives, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. He admitted that he had taken a bath and redressed and detailed where he had discarded crucial evidence, such as bloodstained clothes, demarlin rifle and cartridges before going to work as usual. Man. A bit fucked. Yeah. What goes on in that house now, by the sounds of it? Yeah. I was going to say, because there's a whole series of Amityville horror films, isn't there? Mm. And they've all got some sort of link to a true story of one way or another. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was the Warrens, well, the truth of the uh, yeah, Amityville yeah, yeah. house. So then the next one, obviously, in Conjuring 2 is the Ironfield Poltergeist. Enfield. Enfield, sorry. Then there's actually not that much on this, because the film's completely different to the reality of it. Mm. So... In 1977, in Enfield, England, a single mother called Peggy Hodgson called the police to report strange things occurring very similar to the Amityville haunting. But this was more strange when 11-year-old Janet was apparently possessed by an old man named Bill Wilkins, who used to live in that house. Mm. Which, obviously, is the same with the film. Yeah. This even provoked the BBC to do an interview in the uh, on the family in 1980 when Janet apparently became possessed by Bill during the interview. Yeah, because right. there's the actual live, uh, actual video of it. Yeah, in there, the audio. Uh, yeah, all that sort of thing. Um, many paranormal investigators worked on this case, with many of them having different conclusions. With some believing it to be a prank that the two daughters and um, a prank by the two daughters and others believing it to be legit mm. when the warrens came to investigate it ed claimed that the girls were contributing but because they was in fact both possessed and that um them originally pretending to be possessed actually caused them to be possessed by attracting them right so uh, the girls also admitted to playing with a ouija board before the haunting began ah right now obviously in the film Bill Wil- Bill, this Bill Wilkins is used as a puppet by Valak. Yeah. Same with the Crooked Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Valak supposedly was a, is a real demon. Well, Valak, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, however, she is not a nun. No. In fact, she is a child with angel-like wings that rides on a two-headed dragon. And she has absolutely nothing to do with the Enfield Poltergeist and was added to the film for more clout, the same with the Crooked Man, mm. who was not a real demon. No. So that's all I've got on the Enfield Poltergeist. Well, yeah, with that, with there too. Yeah, with yeah. there too. So the next one is actually the latest film, The Devil Made Me Do It. I ain't seen that yet. Ain't yeah? Are you? Yeah, it's good. It's it's not it's nothing like the other two. No, nothing like it at all. No. Where like um, basically I'll just yeah yeah I'll just give you a quick rundown of the film. Mm. So the film begins with Ed and Lorraine Warren at the exorcism of a young boy named David Glatzel. Now the real story begins the same way. Ed and Lorraine Warren really attended the exorcism of a young boy named David Glatzel in the early 1980s. Present was also 19-year-old Arne Cheyenne Johnson, the boyfriend of David's older sister Debbie. Allegedly during the exorcism, Johnson asked the demon possessing David to enter him instead. And the demon complied. Several weeks later, on February 16th, 1981, Johnson stabbed his landlords and uh, Alan Bono to death after a boo-soaked argument. Mm. 
Now, as the film shows, Johnson's lawyers argued at trial that he was innocent because he was possessed by uh, demonic forces at the time of the murder. The courts have dealt with existence of God. His attorney, Martin Manella, told the New York Times in 1981. And now they're going to have to deal with the existence of the devil, yeah. which is the, a line that Ed Warren says in the film. Yeah. Well, the movie goes on to spin a horrifying tale of the... Um, of the occult in reality the judge refused to allow this defense and in november 1981 johnson was convicted of first degree manslaughter and sentenced to 10 to 20 years in prison right the case attracted widespread media uh, a widespread media buzz despite the defense not being permitted in court and went on to inspire a book and film starring andy griffin and kevin bacon called the demon murder case mm possess uh yeah the demon murder case possession doesn't last 24 hours a day the real paranormal um hunter ed warren told the associated press it comes quickly and leaves quickly Arn understands what happened to him he knows if something happens oh he knows if something happens how to ward it off and he won't be stupid enough to take on the devil again right now, the real Arne Johnson married Deborah, uh, De- Debbie Glatesell while he was serving his sentence and was released one month early for good behaviour, serving almost five years at the age of 24. Right. In 2007, David Glatesell and his brother and his brother sued Lorraine Warren and Gerald, uh, Gerald Britty, the author of the book about the case, over the claim that David had been possessed at all. My brother was never possessed... He, along with his family, manipulated and exploited something the Warrens were very good at. And along with their author, Gerald Gerald Brittle, they concocted a phony story about demons in an attempt to get rich and famous at our expense. And we have the evidence to prove it. Conversely, Arne Johnson and his wife Debbie, David's sister, stand by the demon story wholeheartedly Debbie, who is very who very recently passed away, was involved in the marketing of the conjuring. The devil made me do it. Oh. And her interview recounting the exorcism and murder features in the film's featurette. The newspaper came, and I told them what happened. Debbie says of the day following the murder, he was possessed. So, bit hearsay. Yeah, they say. Yeah, pretty much. But the fact that this whole thing apparently started with the younger brother, yeah, possessed. And then it went into his sister's boyfriend. But then that same brother is also coming out and saying, that's bollocks. Mm. So I I kind of more lean to his side. Well, yeah, because that's more logical. Yeah, especially with this Debbie saying, oh, yeah, no, it generally did happen. And she was involved in the marketing of the film. Mm. So which means you'd obviously get a fucking strip of the way. But if she's always said that, she never knew they were going to make a film about it. That is true. That is very true. If she's always said believed it, even though like her brother's like her own brother's even saying that nah, that's bollocks, but she stuck by him. Yeah, so yeah, that's a bit of a strange one. So I don't know. Thing is though, like with all the cases, it just does seem like Ed Lorraine Warren were talking out of their fucking asses. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They were doing it to get clout. Yeah. To get money. Which I know, like we said, the films are going to portray them in a different way. Yeah. But the reality is they were fucking shite. Yeah, they were just con artists. Yeah, pretty much. 
by the sound of it. They, they're con artists with an interest in it. Yeah. And in the, like, the 70s and 80s and everything, I mean, yeah, people started getting more scientific and that. Yeah. But there was still a large, large population what still believed in God. Yeah, exactly. Still believed in the devil where they could they could market it. Which yeah, they have course, done. Yeah. They're the best, you know, they're the ones you always think of when you think of it. Yeah, of course they are. I mean, they're the most well-known, aren't they? They're yeah. like the Torvalind Dean of the horror, of like the demonic possession. Do you know what I mean? Oh, oh Torvalind Dean. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Like... Well, I'll go on to a story like we was on about earlier about how bad Ed Warren was. Yeah. This is the main story of them because there's other things about he's been apparently accused of assault and all these other things. Yeah. But this is the most fucked up story. So, these... The, what I'm about to tell you, the Warrens themselves allegedly tried to hide as they grew in popularity. Oh, right. So in 2014, a woman called Judith Penny claimed that she had a sexual relationship with Ed Warren, which started when he was in his mid-30s and she was just 15. And apparently this lasted for 40 years. Fucking hell. This started when Judith went to school that Ed uh, worked at during the time. And in 1963, Ed moved judith into his and lorraine's home now you also remember judith is the name of the daughter in the conjuring films yes it is but they do actually have a daughter as well don't they, they do actually have a daughter yeah mm. well um like i said and then this girl moved into ed and lorraine's home where she became his girlfriend behind closed doors and in public they claimed that she was their niece or a poor girl that they was helping mm. The police actually called to the house as a precaution when neighbours spotted the Warrens moving a young girl into the house that was known not to be a family member. Mm. Judith was taken to the station in order to confess the relationship between her and Ed. And when she denied it, she was ordered to go to a delinquent youth office, basically what a juvenile centre, mm. for the next month, which Ed would actually take her to. Why? Just because she wouldn't testify against Yeah, I think so. Whether that was back, a law back then. Yeah. Like, uh, even though, like, <clears throat> comes out that he did do it. But yeah. even if she, if they didn't, that was a bit cruel, really. Yeah. It? Unless they had proof that he was and she's conspiring to prefer the course of justice mm. or something like that because she's 15, so she wouldn't legally be able to go to prison. Yeah. Now, in 1978, she fell pregnant with Ed's child and Lorraine tried to persuade Judith to have an abortion because it would be bad for Ed and Lorraine's publicity. After she refused, Lorraine suggested that Judith states that someone broke into their house and raped Judith so that she wouldn't be questioned who the father was. Right. That's how tap these cunts are. Fucking hell. They were just Not so... the fact that, Lorraine, like, from Lorraine's point of view, your husband's having an affair with a 15-year-old girl, gets her pregnant, mm. and then your first thought is, oh, we bought the baby so no one would know. Yeah. No. Okay. It's going to look bad we'll do, on us. Yeah. What we'll do, we'll say that someone broke in and raped her. Because, you know, that way we're out of the limelight. Do you think Lorraine's like, let, letting him go, go at her so it saves her a job? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Or she was getting dicked down somewhere else as well. Yeah. Dick down Dallas. <laughs> now, eventually, eventually, Judith did get the abortion that the Warrens drove her to and then took her home on their way to a lecture. So, they're obviously going on a lecture. Right, we'll drop you off. Okay, we'll do the lecture. Yaddy, yaddy, there. Come back, pick her up, drop her on. 
that's just fucked. Yeah, they don't have. They don't seem like they have that many morals. And apparently, the whole thing wasn't that weird as the Warrens thought because pretty much everyone knew Judith lived with the Warrens, mm. so they didn't see nothing wrong with it. Mm. Judith also claims that Ed was apparently abusive towards Lorraine and would sometimes hit her so hard it knocked her out. Fucking hell. So maybe <laughs> it was a case right. of she was terrified. He is diminishing the name Ed. Yeah. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah. Um, Judith also claims that apparently a lot of Ed's paranormal conclu- um, conclusive evidence were in fact lies and that he would often ask Judith to help him create some of the hoaxes. Oh, right. Fucking hell. And apparently, Warner Brothers, the studio, mm. knew of these claims and did nothing about it. As well as allegedly... Um, it is allegedly known... Wait, what? Did nothing about it. As well is allegedly known that in the contract between Warner Brothers and the Warrens that they could not show them engaging in crimes including sex with a minor and child pornography, prostitution and sexual assault. That was in the the Wayne, the, the, Wayne, the uh, Warren's contract whilst they were doing the Conjuring films. Because at the time, Lorraine was still alive. Yeah. So they pretty much, she said, you've got to make us out like we're lovey-dovey. Yeah. Bucky. Yeah. God-loving people. Which... From a contract uh, point of view, it does make sense because you don't want to be portrayed like that. No. But if you know your the films are based on horrors and etc. and like demonic possessions, why would you purposely add that into the contract? Yeah. You're going down the demonic possession route. What, at what point are they going to use child pornography or rape or anything like that in it? Oh, yeah, no, nah, that seems a bit fucked. And these allegations didn't come out until Ed Warren's death. Now, even though... Lorraine is now dead as well. During the time of the claims, Lorraine's attorney stated that the Warren family have no knowledge of the alleged conduct. However, it doesn't state or deny that Judith ever lived with them, and as well, the Warren's daughter Judy herself claims that Judith did live with them, but it wasn't until she was 18. Right. Now, okay, that sort of maybe throws off the whole thing. But I saw a YouTube video on about this and she made a really good point. Why would a woman have to go to um, report, uh, yeah, go to report at a delinquent youth office for not telling the police about her and Ed's relationship if she was 18 and legal to do so? Yeah, no, that is right. So, who's really telling the truth? Yeah, that is it. It it does seem... And from what so many people have said as well, Ed was a piece of shit. So it wouldn't shock me if he was like that. No. And if the daughter's coming out and saying this Judith did live there, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, bit fucked. Fuck it out. So that's the real what Warrens. Cunt. What a cunt. Yeah. But I, was, oh, I love them films. Oh, yeah. The films are brilliant. It's just the reality. Yeah. Sure. They were pointless. Like the Warrens in them. Mm. Fucking pointless. And yeah, the yeah. actual stories. And that it turns out they were a piece of shit as well. <laughs> Which I've seen as well. Um, with interviews of Lorraine talking, like this was after the Country films come out. Mm. And they're doing it. And you can tell she's just got some sort of like a venom in her. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if he was beating her and all that, she is going to have that venom and all this shit. Fucking Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, And it's a bit... It must, piss, must have pissed her off as well there because they made him out like such a family man. Yeah, exactly. Such a nice man. 
in it. And he's be a like, cunt. He would be sitting there like, he weren't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was a horrible cunt, really. So that's all I've got on the Warrens. Yeah. Like, and their possessions. But I've got um, here, I've actually found it online. But it's nine disturbing cases of real life exorcisms and possession. Right. Because I thought, obviously, it ties in with this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first one is um, perhaps, it says here, perhaps one of the most terrifying exorcism cases in history, Annalise Michael's story. And this actually went on to inspire the 2005 uh, five film, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Annalise Michael, a young German woman who struggled from an early age with mental illness, diagnosed with epileptic psychosis... She also experienced depression and visual and auditory uh, hallucinations, for which she was hospitalised. And with times, her symptoms intensified, growing to include an aversion towards religious incography. Whatever that means, I don't know. Fucked if I know. Both she and her uh, Catholic family attributed her condition to a demonic possession. And at the and beginning at twenty two, she underwent an intense ten months of Catholic exorcism rites. Nearly seventy exorcisms were performed under secrecy, under the order of the church. Fucking hell! Now, in July nineteen seventy six, my uh, Michael passed away, and an autopsy declared her death was a result of um, emancipation, mal malnourition, and starvation at the hands of her priests and family who had, during the exorcisms, discontinued uh, consultations with doctors. The family and priests were also involved, also involved were investigated and charged with ne- uh, negligent homicide mm. and found guilty of manslaughter, serving six months in jail and three years probation. They got fuck all then. Yeah. For, for starving basically starving it. her to death because she had a mental illness and they put it down to her being possessed by a demon. <laughs> 70 exorcisms, Yeah, though. you think out of, like, the, the 69th, like, it's not working. Yeah, like, exactly. We, we need to up our game here. Yeah. <laughs> 70 exorcisms. That's fucking mad. There's only so many times you say, Jesus Christ, fucking... Yeah, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> yeah, there's only so many times you can say that. Right, the, ne- <laughs> the next one I've got is on a woman called Anna Eklund. Now, often to include speaking in tongues and strange guttural voices levitating and clinging to bedroom walls, disturbed through thoughts and revulsion of holy objects and sacred spaces, Eklund's possessions spanned several decades, beginning in 1912 when she was just 14 years old. Mm. Her case was so well known that it served as the basis of a time profile of the priest charged of her exorcism, Father Theophilus Rezinga, something like that. Oh, I don't know, fucking weird names. <laughs> Anna's demonic possession reportedly was reportedly the result of a curse put on a devout Catholic in 1908 by her caretakers, her father and her aunt. Right. Um, her aunt was widely believed to be a lover of Anna's father, as well as a witch who used spell herbs in Eklund's food. To put her under the demon spell. <laughs> Father Carl Vogel just poisoned her. <laughs> yeah, penned an account of Anna's possessions in a pamphlet published in 1936 called Begone Satan, a soul-stirring account of diabolical possessions in Iowa. <laughs> 
The first exorcism performed on Eklund in 1912 was successful for a time, but Eklund would be possessed again by an even more demons in 1928. Her second exorcism, which lasted three sessions, was held at a, a convent in Erling, in Erling, Iowa, and was so gruelling it resulted in the deterioration of Eklund's body. The demons were eventually exorcised, and Eklund went on to live to live her life with only mild possessions after. So she's a demon <laughs> slag, then? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> no offence to her or her family. She's a demon whore. Yeah, it's like, but, I want you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact that it took... The second um, exorcism took three sessions and left her with deter- her body deteriorating. That's fucked. That, I, f- I believe that more than the other one. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Because that, that's... It just sounds more credible. Yeah. Like I'm saying, I'm just saying these cases. I'm not saying whether they're right or wrong. No, no, I'm no, just no. saying these are some of the most famous that cases first of demonic possession. 70, 70. 70. Honestly, I think out of the third one, I'd be like, that nah, lost the cause. Yeah, exactly. See you later. <laughs> Sorry, but you know, yeah. you're a bit fucked. Now, the next one is called The Smells Poltergeist. Unlike many other well known cases of demonic possessions, the Smell family claimed it was not a person who was possessed. Instead, they claimed their West Piston, Pennsylvania double block home had been taken over by a poltergeist. What, the whole house? Yeah. <clears throat> the Smell family's case was both highly publicised and heavily scrutinised, discredited by paranormal pro- uh, professionals and clergy who claimed on several occasions that nothing unusual was happening at the residence Mm -hmm. however guess who paranormal investigators and the um demonologist ed and lorraine warren Mm. claimed the house was occupied by a very powerful demon performing several exorcisms on the home to rid it of the dark shadow that they saw there the, unsuccess- uh, the unsuccessful exorcism was done in an attempt to stop the demon's alleged tax on the family, which included loud banging, foul-smelling odours, shaking mattresses, physical and sexual assaults on one member of the family. And right, oh, how can you know you're getting fucked by a ghost? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> Others being pushed down the stairs, and even their dog being thrown into a wall. Oh. <laughs> bit fucked oh what kind of dog i don't know just a oh. dog being thrown into the wall but <laughs> just imagine that the dog <laughs> it's horrible but just picture it you're sitting there like having a cup of tea watching the football or whatever and a dog, your dog's casually coming and then thinking you know it just goes yeet into a fucking wall you're like what the fuck <laughs> you're like you're right there mate yeah. <laughs> you got the zoomsies did you <laughs> you're plus on the wall you cunt what are you doing <laughs> In 1986, after publishing a book about their experiences, the family claimed intense prayer and had helped return things to normal, Mm. although the family matriarch said that there were still odd occurrences in 1987. Right. So So exorcisms don't work, Yeah. but But a prayer... Yeah, sorted. (laughs) A prayer. Yeah. Some of these are just... Do you know what I mean? Baffling. Yeah. Right, the next one is... It just is titled Ronald Doe. In many ways, Eklund and Ronald Doe, also known by another alias, Robbie Manaheim, had similar experiences with possession, including the fact that they were both catalogued and published by priests. Doe's case became so notorious that it too was adapted into a film. His case was the inspiration for the 1973 horror classic, The Exorcist. Oh, right. 
After pass after the passing of his aunt, the thirteen year old turned into a spirit turned to a spirit board to commune with his beloved family member. Instead of inviting his aunt, Roland apparently invited something more sinister. After the family became overwhelmed by weird occurrences, including odd noises, furniture moving by itself, and objects levitating mm. when Roland was around, they reached out to their Lutheran pastor, who, after monitoring Roland's behaviour, declared that he should see a Catholic priest. He did, and during the time... Oh, he did. During, during the resulting exorcism, the boy slashed the Catholic priest's arm with a bedspring temporarily put in an end to any further action okay, no. the family then moved to St Louis and saw three more priests who with the permission of an archbishop carried out around 30 exorcisms on Rolands in the psychiatric wing of a city hospital Me- messages written on his skin, guttural voices and extreme strength were noted in one priest's diary before the young boy was eventually freed of the malicious spirit with no memory of the incident. Right. Which you can see where they got the idea from the film because in The Exorcist, he comes up saying, help me on a body, doesn't yeah, he? And yeah, all that yeah, sort yeah. of shit. Because the demon in The Exorcist called Pazuzu, weren't it? Yeah, something like that. And I th- I'm pretty sure that is meant to be a, an actual demon. Demon. That film. Like, I mean, back then, it would have been incredible. Now, yeah. it's just so fucking funny. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> You died to say the lie, didn't you? Oh, so bad, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, I'm going to restrain myself. <laughs> if you've watched the film, you know exactly what line I'm thinking of. Oh, this fucking hell. That is quality, that. Oh, that fucking hell. Fuck. <laughs> you want to die, don't you? So bad. You want to die. Right, let me move on. Mate, we've said a lot worse already, I think. <laughs> Do you know what she did? Her cunting daughter? <laughs> I love that what film. A buzz. I love that film. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to say that this whole fucking podcast. It's just the bit where the fucking she's stabbing herself in the fanny with the fucking cross. Let Jesus fuck you. Let <laughs> Jesus fuck you. It's so fucked. It is a bit clap because that got I got banned yeah. from a lot of places, yeah. isn't it? Fucking hell! It's just after the stab, and then he just she just pulls her, the mum's head down. She's like, "Lick me, lick me!" <laughs> You're like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> I'd seen that in fucking years. Oh, it's so tapped, so tapped. But yours, right? You're the director. You're sitting behind there whilst that's all going on. Like, this is shit art. Yeah, <laughs> people are going to be terrified at this. I'm making a masterpiece. Yeah. I'm trying to get a young girl to shove her own mum's head down her fanny. Yeah, this is brilliant. <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> Jim. We got a good idea here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The next one is on. I don't know who the Sam is, but it says David. Berkovich, son, <gasps> son of, of Sam. Son of Sam. Yes. Oh no. Yeah, he's serial killer. Oh right. Yeah, he's say, serial what, killer. Who's the Sam then? No. <laughs> What's Sam got to do with anything? Right. There's a there's a documentary on Netflix called Sons of Sam because I think it's actually uh, like a cult. Right. But he was he done these killings because he thought that the neighbor's dog yeah. was possessed by a demon. Right. And was telling him to do these killings. What the fuck? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so buzzed you put that up, actually. Because, yeah, I'm, um, if you ain't seen the program called Mindhunter yeah. on uh, Netflix, you ain't seen it, No. Nah. But we was talking about it in the pub the other yeah. week. 
and um, there's a bit where he's in it, mm-hmm. and they they, they kind of like switch it because he just he like looks at that Berkowitz and was like, you even feel like the press and that, and he just smiles and they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll, oh shit, yeah, because I don't know how true it is, but they they have brought out yeah a new, uh, fairly new, I think come out last year. Oh man. Uh, called Sons of Sam. Yeah, which I, I do need to watch actually. But yeah, I think they're making it out like it's not. It weren't just him. Yeah, he was. It was all more part of a like a cult kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, apparently, yeah, it was his neighbour's dog telling him to go shoot. shoot oh, people. mad. <laughs> That's a bit fucked, really. Mm. What you got on there? Uh, let's see. So, as one of the, uh, America's most notorious serial killers, claimed to have been possessed during his spree. Blaming the demons for the murder of six New York City residents in the year between 1976 and 1977. Berkovich would terrorise the residents of the city's five boroughs, murdering six and wounding wounding seven. A violent spree he attributed to Papa Sam, a mysterious evil figure Berkovich referenced in the letters he left at his crime scenes. Mm. After his capture it was revealed that sam was the dog of his neighbor of his neighbor sam carr mm. berkovich claimed in his prison diaries that the animal was possessed by a six thousand year old man named sam an alcoholic who consumed human blood berkovich also claimed that the spirit locked him in the attic and commanded him to kill through the dog he told me to kill through his dog as he usually does david wrote in his diaries before revealing a concern that he may one day evolve into a humanoid or demon in a more complete state. Although Berkovich has gone back and forth, sometimes sticking with the possession story, sometimes recanting it, he to this day believes that the, his crimes were part of an evil, evil struggle between God and the devil. A <laughs> dog was telling the guy to kill Fucking hell. Again, does say what kind of dog? <laughs> no. Just said it was owned by someone called Sam. <laughs> if you know, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember saying that. I was like, what? Because mm. I've heard of Son, Son of Sam before. Cause I, you know, I've I love, never I've, even heard of it. I've loved all, I love all like listening to like, serial killer things and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm a bit tapped. And I remember hearing about like Son of Sam, and I didn't, didn't realise it was meant to be like a possession thing. I thought he just fucking tapped, and yeah, just shot people because they were like in the cars and that. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. He just pulled up to him, bang, and then fucking fuck walked off. But he always returns, always used to return to the scene. That's how they got him in the end, I think. Yeah. And then yeah, really did it. Apparently, yeah, it was that. It was that. What Are you? What <laughs> <laughs> your neighbour's dog just sitting there like? Mm-hmm. I'm getting fed it. Yeah, your neighbour's <laughs> dog is telling you to go out and kill people. Fuck you. You imagine, like, you, you, you're just in your kitchen or so, you're looking out the window, like, oh, I've got to go. He's telling me. Yeah. <laughs> you what, mate? Nah, he's telling me I've got to go shoot someone. What, all right? That, that's a dog, mate. Yeah, it's a dog. Are you, you all right? It's <laughs> a fucking St. Bernard, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's tapped. Yeah. Uh, the next one is called The Strange Case of Michael Taylor. Unlike several other well-known cases of exorcism, Michael Taylor's did not end in a return to normality. After Christine Taylor accused her of increasingly erratic and socially uh, distant... Oh, accused her increasingly erratic and socially distant husband of adultery, 
with their church group leader during a meeting. <laughs> Taylor lashed out at both his wife and his estranged, his alleged mistress. In a short time, his terrifying behaviour increased in frequency and intensity, and it was decided that Michael would be seen by priests. Following a full night of exhaustive exorcism sessions, the priests claimed they had pulled upwards of 40 demons from Taylor, but that several remained inside him, and when he was sent home, upon his return, he violently murdered his wife and strangled the family poodle to death. He was picked up by police after wandering the neighbourhood streets soaked in blood. (laughs) Some of these are fucked. Yeah. At least they named the dog. (laughs) Oh, yeah. At least we know what type of dog this was. Yeah, I'm not a big poodle fan, personally. Nah. (laughs) Alright. The next one is called Dr. Richard Gallagher and Julia. The possession case is the most recent recent on the list, occurring less than... Well, no, it was more than 10 years ago now. In 2008, a board-certified psychiatrist and teacher at both Columbia University and New York Medical College, Richard E. Gallagher, declared that his patient, known only as Julia, had experienced possession. Described as a charming and engaging woman, Julia was the queen of a satanic cult. After feeling convinced she was being attacked by a demon, Julia reached out to a local priest, who in turn reached out to Gallagher to put the woman through psychiatric treatment. But Gallagher ruled out mental illness after seeing his patient enter a trance-like state and finding items flying off the shelves in his office. (laughs) Julia speaking in tongues and sharing details about his life that she couldn't have known. One event that sealed the deal for the Yale-educated medical professional was when during a phone call with Julia's priest, he heard one of the demonic voices that had come from her mouth, except she was nowhere near a phone. Julia was eventually exercised, uh, a process during which she allegedly spewed threats, levitated, uh, exacerbated super strength, and changed the temperature in the room. Fuck it out. <laughs> so... When was this? Uh, this, 2008. So fairly modern then? Yeah. That's what I mean, because a lot of them are like in the early nine, like in the early twentieth century and stuff, or like in the seventies. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, ah, oh, it's, it's died out. Yeah, exactly. But like, it, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like it ain't like a couple of years ago, but it probably is. You just don't. Yeah, yeah, it just probably. But they were they were some of the biggest cases of yeah, demonic possession yeah, yeah. or claims of demonic possession. I'd still, yeah, I'd still think any kind. Of, well, I don't know. They might be trying to keep it under wraps. You just don't know. Yeah. Because it's just, just hysteria, isn't it? I think as well, it's so difficult nowadays with mental illness and everything yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. pin it to something like a demonic possession. Because yeah. it's it could simply be something that's got, like, it's some kind of... Um, like a split personality. Or yeah, something. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Whereas, like, split, with split personality, you could be, like, saying Donnie and then some crazy woman... Yeah, and like, then like Amber Heard. Like, yeah, which to be fair, the majority of these it could simply come down to something like schiz- uh, schizophrenia. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, something like that. Possibly because back then, would it have been around or common back then? I don't think so. I'm not. 100%. So, but I mean, think it'd have been no. Possessed yeah. by demons, it could simply just be split personality disorder. Yeah, I'd say like the more modern ones, like from the ni- 1990s upwards. Yeah, I, I think it was more known then, weren't yeah. it? Yeah, so I'd say that then. 
if it, if, I, if they rule, still rule a mental illness out, then it's like, ah, oh, hang on. Yeah, and then it's a case. The of... whole thing with that is like her knowing stuff what he, she shouldn't know. Shouldn't know. That's yeah. And it's that's always like the, like the super strength as well. Yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, when you got like built when you, uh, what's the word? Adrenaline. Yeah, you, you can be incredibly strong. Yeah, you can be incredibly yeah, strong. Yeah, can. Because like certain mothers lift cars. Cars up. up. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like. Some of that is a bit like a bit freaky. Yeah, a bit like you know what I mean. Like a bit, that's a bit mad. Yeah, there's, I think it's a fine line between the two. Do you know what I mean? Like it could very well be, but then if it's proven it's not, it's not going to shock me. No, kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah. where I sit with possession sort of thing. Mm. Do I believe spirits are real? Yeah, yeah. I, I have to admit I do. Yeah, but do I believe possessions? I mean, some they just can't be un- they can't be answered for. No. But then some, you are like, nah, that's just probably this or that. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Especially with today, uh, today's technology, it's just yeah, easy to throw mental health at it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's the reality of it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because, yeah, because it's yeah, such a like, wide thing. And, I, and I, it's good. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I I, I'm not bad with it, but I, I'll say I, I do suffer a little bit of mental health. Yeah. And I know you do a little yeah. bit as well. Yeah, So. Now it's actually come more like I feel a bit more comfortable with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I remember when I was diagnosed with mental health. I won't go into it, mm. but like um, when I was diagnosed with my health, mental health problems, I thought the world was ending. Yeah, you know what I mean, I thought, why me? And then I was like, sort of gave myself a mental slap. It's like, well, it's not going to kill me. No. It's not changing me for who I am. Is if anything, it's answered why I'm like the way I am. Yeah. And then, like you said, with it coming so common now, yeah, it does feel like a weight's lifted off your shoulder. Yeah. Because I've never, I've never actually been uh, diagnosed or whatever, but I know it's what I feel. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like, but I, everyone has their good days and bad days. Yeah, of course they do. Like some days, like I, I can sleep twelve hours and not worried, and then some days I, I wake up at like one and I can't get to sleep. Yeah. And my heart's pounding out of my chest. And I, I don't even know why. What, why? Yeah. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> it, no, it is a it is a strange one. Yeah, but I can see back then like back through history why oh yeah 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 because to... you're not like that normal yeah like a normal person yeah so it would be turned to demonic possessions or something like that it yeah would, it, it, i can see why yeah 100 percent. but yeah i i don't know no the only thing it reminds me of like um when we've done the aliens episode with lewis yeah when she got possessed by an alien yeah and it always kind of makes me think could they be linked in some way? I mean, they could be. There's yeah. nothing... Could it be linked in some way, like, say, there is aliens. They're actually the ones doing the possessing. It, it, could, it could be. You just don't know. But we see it as demons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the other way around. I don't, I don't know, personally. Yeah. I, I, it's one of the things I've never seen it, so... I, I yeah, exactly. Know. I suppose until you've experienced but it But I'm yourself. a hypocrite then, isn't I, if I say that? Because I think fucking Bigfoot's out there. I've never seen it. <laughs> true <laughs> and then you've gone off facts and evidence to sort yeah. of back it up yeah you yeah true, I mean? there's true. not really much evidence to back up aliens being yeah the ones possessing do you know what i mean yeah and same with demons yeah, yeah exactly yeah do I, do I want it to be real hell no oh fuck no hell no fuck no because that is terrifying yeah too right and it can happen at any point. Yeah, and it's like the ones where they, they the demons like deforming them and that, and they're breaking their bones. Yeah, all that sort of shit. Oh, You're like, fuck it hell. It's a because uh, I've seen a few films. That you see the right. No, that's got Anthony Hopkins in. That's really good. Yeah, and he's and he does it all. And it's just, it's 
fucked. Fucking hell. And they, how they make, they do look, look, look emaciated because apparently it's like such a stress because the, the demon's like fighting them. Yeah. On the inside now, like it's tearing, it's like if you, if, well, if I can't have her, no one can. Yeah. I think it's like tearing yeah. her up inside. Like, That's why so many also like go like malnourished and all that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Because it's like the demon's not eating. Yeah, that, yeah. And it's, it's just sucking everything out. Yeah, it's draining yeah. them alive. Yeah. So, sometimes you know, I, I, I see some of these films thinking, they, this make me start thinking, I'm like, could it be? Yeah. Yeah, there are some. And you think, fucking hell yeah like, it's just annoying with like the films like The Conjuring where it's like they're so good and you want to believe them but then when you look at the reality it's just it's like just, they're, they're polar just, opposite yeah they're just complete and utter yeah you're like oh, for fuck's sake yeah because I've seen like interviews about Lorraine Warren and for a start I think oh what a, what a sweet old woman yeah and then like like read it I'm like you are a bitch yeah <laughs> like, they were yeah the you are a right bitch yeah and Eddie always looked like a creepy fucker yeah they look yeah. nothing like Oh, not at all. Because I mean, <laughs> Courtney won't mind me saying this, but I think Vera Farmiga is lovely. Yeah, she's a yeah, very I agree. Be- she's a beautiful woman. Yeah. She's got lovely eyes. Yeah, I, I agree. That. I agree. And Patrick Wilson, he's he's he's, he's not exactly a ugly looking lad, is he? No, and he's a, like, he's portrayed so nice. Yeah, and everything like like in the in the second country when he starts make, like singing with him and that like yeah yeah but you think oh. So, <laughs> reality wholesome you're probably slapping them yeah slap brick slapping them or trying to finger them yeah you you're like, <laughs> you're <fucked> up, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just all for the name of fucking clout clout that's all it all is all it stands from just con just a couple of conmen yeah that's all they are fucking nah bastards nah but no, nah, I think I think that's pretty much it yeah yeah I mean yeah, it's, it's not a thing I, I like to think about a lot because it's, no. it's, it's 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 too close to home sort of thing. Yeah, and it's it's fucking scary. Yeah, like, well, it's, it's the unnatural, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, like it's you don't know. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you simply don't know. No, people yeah. can come, turn around and say it's absolutely hundred percent proof. People can turn around and say it's absolutely hundred percent bollocks. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Uh, it's, really, like, it's like a lot of things we cover on this podcast. Yeah, you really don't know no. until it's concrete proven and then but even then i don't think it ever will be no not with something like this no until i think until you've experienced it yourself i.e been possessed or seen something launch across the room or seen a spirit or something like that you are going to be what's the word i'm looking for um skeptical yeah Mm. yeah no i'm 100 percent behind you on that and i think as well especially with like something like demonic possession because i feel like Everyone's gonna be so against this because they just don't—they don't want it to happen. To yeah, them. exactly. So they're gonna be like, they're gonna be like that. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Nah, nah, bollocks. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. That don't happen. That's never because it's deep down. It's actually a fear that if yeah, they don't if want it, it to happen. does happen. Yeah, they don't want it to happen to themselves. No, right? I've, even yeah, and I think well, I could. I, I'm, I'm on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Think, too right. Hundred I, like, I don't think it's a load of bollocks because the pure fact is I don't want to get possessed. No. I don't want my body to be a vessel. But then again, I've never had COVID. I've eaten things I probably shouldn't have. And no, then yeah. The demon ain't got no chance. Yeah, oh yeah. You're <laughs> safe, mate. <Yeah. laughs> Saying so, now I'm going to wake up tomorrow like levitating up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Head fucking doing 360. Just, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're wrecking this gun. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I think that is, that's a, the, with the whole, not even evidence, like the whole mindset of people, I just feel like, they're going to say it's bollocks because they just don't want it to happen to yeah, themselves. of course. 
and there's not that many cases. There no. hasn't been that many cases in recent recent history. No, so well, we know be, of anyway. Yeah, but again, I think that is because of mental health. It's just yeah. thrown to that. So you're not going to have like there's not cases of split personality disorder, is there? No, there's, but back then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you are the witch possessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think as well, pop culture has a lot to do with it as well. Because there's so many films about demons, yes. possessions, yeah. it's it's watered it down. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Almost made it common kind of thing. Yeah. Like, say, someone like our mate went, oh, I've been possessed. But like, nah, you've, yeah. been, you've been watching Country too Yeah, exactly. It's cunt. like, you, you know just what I mean? calm down, mate. Yeah. When in reality, they could have been. You just don't know. Yeah, exactly. And they never know like, the, the true extent. Like, you know when like people sleepwalk and stuff yeah. like that? Could that be a fucking... You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what what even causes sleepwalking? I don't get it. I'm not... I've, I've sleptwalked. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad. I, I can remember, like, going to, going to bed normally. I woke up at, like, like, on a chair. I was like, well, how's this happened? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's only happened once or twice, though. Because some people, like, they sleepwalk quite a lot. Can't, yeah. But, yeah, that's only happened once or twice in my life. Mad. Yeah, so that's weird. I, I do sleep talk, though. Uh, I, I sleep murmur. Mm, yeah, I've, apparently I've had like proper conversations. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> Court well, well, a demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I told you about this, but um, yeah, apparently I was I was talking to like someone called Gemma. I don't even know. A yes, you Gemma. have. Yeah, I don't even know a Gemma. Like, <laughs> and that is hand on my heart. Like I swear on my life, like I do not know a Gemma. And I remember Courtney like. I have like a right guy at me and I'm like I, you know I'm like what are you on about I don't even know each other like I had to ring her up because I was like what are you on about yeah like, <laughs> I promise you I do not know one <laughs> I just, yeah that was right funny really fucking hell <laughs> that could have ended badly yeah oh yeah fucking hell <laughs> but no I, yeah that's fine now I, I, yeah, that rope puzzled me I was like are you sure I didn't say something else she was like no you, it was clear as day <laughs> Like, for fuck's sake. Your own mind's trying to get you in shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Me and Courtney get on really well with it. It's like, I was like, nah, I've got to have an argument. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Yeah, it probably is, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, though. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's, that's gone quite well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed that one. Yeah, but so I've, it turns out, Ed and Rainwarren are cunts. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Class A cunts. Mm hmm. Demonic possessions. I'm. I'm on the fence. Yeah, I agree. I think I am leaning more towards just un, undiagnosed mental illness. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you on that. Yeah, but, but then spirits in general. Yeah, I do. I do believe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. We have got an episode on spirits and ghosts, haven't we? I think so. Yes. Yeah, so I'll have to check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we have, but <clears throat> I don't know. If not, we've got second season. We're yeah, going to start doing actual investigations. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. That'll all link in. Yeah. So, yeah, as well, I know I'm going to keep mentioning it now from now on, but on our 23rd <laughs> episode, we are going to be doing like a Q&A and a talk of how we're going to want to improve the podcast. If you've got any ideas on how we can improve, let us know. Yeah. And, yeah, send in some questions. Don't matter how many or how ridiculous you think they are. We'll answer them. Yeah, of course we will. And I'm looking forward to that one, you know. Yeah, so Because I, I feel like that's going to be a bit more chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like here, no topic we could just yeah. go with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, please let us know. Please get send us some questions. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook, Mr. Mysteries in Black and White. Um, on Instagram, which is Mr. Mysteries, Mysteries one word, underscore, underscore, or one word. Yeah. 
Um, email us at bitsandmysteries.outlook.com. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the podcast uh, podcast platforms, which are Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. Yeah, comment on our YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, no, I think that's gone quite well. Yeah, Josh. yeah. You know, I've enjoyed that one. Yes, me too. And, but, so, oh, what's the next one then? The next one is going to be, uh, we're going back to West Virginia. Um, yeah. The Point Pleasant in West Virginia, which is meant to be home to an eight-foot wings humanoid called Mothman. Right. And that, uh, people think, is the harbinger of death. Oh, God. Harbinger of doom. We are doing that with my lovely other half, the better half, I should say, <laughs> my fiance Courtney. Uh, she's been... She's got a note. She is ready. Oh, I cannot wait for this, just to watch you two argue the fuck over this. It's going to be so good. Mate, yeah, so I am um, I'm, I am looking forward to yeah. that. I am looking forward to that. And I, I know she is. So, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, I wouldn't say she's annoyed at me, but she was like, how come? Because we do the podcast at, at my house. Mm-hmm. She's like, how come I'm your third guest? <laughs> when, you know, like... How come I'm, I haven't been your first? I was like, I'm just building it up to yeah. it, sweetheart. Like, it's because it's going to be... go with the other guests. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. When the VIP guests come yeah. in, we're sorted. No offence, Lewis and Paige. You've no, both yeah. been amazing. And yeah. We look forward to having you back. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I am looking forward to that one. Yeah, I know definitely. she is. And it'll be a very good episode. Because I, I, it's only when I've started getting into cryptozoology, I found out about Mothman. Never yeah. Well, I never heard of him until you mentioned him. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's going to be on our next episode. Yeah, boy. So, yeah, I hope, hopefully everyone looks forward to that one. I, I know I am. <laughs> or I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I am. I definitely am. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. You're just going to be sitting there like, ah, this is good. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Breathing it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, thank you again for listening. This has been, it's been a very good episode, as always. Yeah. I've enjoyed doing it. And we'll see you next time on Mr. Mysteries Black and White. See ya. Bye.